0: Griffin, I'm just gonna put this out there, and I want you to respond organically. Fred Van Vliet.
1: I'm and on Pascal the. Pascal Siakam seat. and Pascal Siakam
0: for Evan Mobley and Kevin Love.
1: For I, uh, interesting. I love Pascal. I do. I. No uh, Pascal Siakam jersey may or may not have been on my Christmas list this year. Wow. Um, do you think that's enough for the Cavs to say yes?
0: So here's the case for the Cavs. Because I think, I, I genuinely think this is a good trade. Here's the case for the Cavs. You have probably the best top six in basketball for at least two years. Yeah. Or is Finvleet an impending free agent at any
1: rate? I think he's basically in a walk year, Fred.
0: At any rate, probably the best, we'll say the best starting five in basketball for two years. You have Garland, Mitchell, I guess you can get LaVert in there. He'll have to start. I don't know really who they're
1: starting right now. It seems to be Dean Wade. Dean Wade. Well, I think with Fred, it would probably be Fred, Garland, Mitchell, Siakam, Allen in this hypothetical.
0: Yeah, or like, so my idea was sort of that you... You can stagger the minutes so that you always have two of the guards. Right. And then some combination of the other players. And then, like, yeah, so basically, like, you still probably have the best defense in the league. Your offense gets better. You're replacing Mobley with Siakam. And then you have Fred Van Vliet as well, who, like, shores up a bench, which is a little thin. And you can look to win the championship this year and next year.
1: You know, it's sort of counterintuitive to like the assets that are going, but I feel like if I'm the Cavs, I I'm asking for a future first, and then I think we're we're having a real discussion here.
0: I would get like first like three
1: or three or four years down the line, or maybe you throw in Gary Trent Jr. as well, because I don't know how sure. that impacts the salaries. Um, but I think oh, I love Pascal, but I th- you know I got my basketball crush on Evan Mobley, and Just to have Scotty Burns and, Barnes Evan and Mobley. Mobley.
0: Barnes and Mobley. That's the thing. Is like you're building. You've you've got basically your two guys for the future mm, that you're banking you on. Do. Two do.
1: Two like really good players. Oh,
0: I know. If if you we said this to a Cavs fan, they would probably be disgusted. But
1: yeah, but that's because no one knows how good Pascal Siakam is.
0: Yeah, like they are. That that would probably make them the championship favorite.
1: I think this it year would. and next year. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to enable your, for some reason, never-ending crusade to trade Pascal Siakam, but um, <laughs> I I think if I was Maasai and that was on the table, I think I'd pull the trigger because it solves your problem of two separate windows. Mm-hmm. And I think the Raptors are sort of showing that this team doesn't have an obvious path forward as much as I like all the players on it. Like, yeah, do it. Pull the trigger let's get this out there onto the waves maybe zach lowe will hear this pick it up and then makes its way to a front office or two
0: well griffin then let's tarry no further and get this out into the airwaves the christmas edition
1: of ho, high floor ho ho ho,
0: ho. ho, ho, ho ceiling oh ho, ho. Welcome to the second annual high-floor-low-ceiling Christmas extravaganza.
1: Now that we're doing it a second time, we can start calling it annual. This is so nice.
0: Exactly. It was the first annual, let's be real. Um, What? Okay, let me start here. What are your thoughts on when a Christmas song ends with "Bling, bling, 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 bling? Bling, 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 (laughs) bling,
1: bling. I'm laughing, Chris, because I re listened to our uh, last year's Christmas special a few days ago, and you asked me that exact same question. (laughs) We have no new ideas. It's a great observation. Christmas is a time for traditions. Um, And I think our tradition should be you asking me that question (laughs) every single year, not realizing that you asked me the previous year. Come on. I'm still. I've, it's been done, it's been done, and I think it's time. As I, I had a legendary rant back when we were do, we were still doing rants last year. Mm-hmm. I opened up with I was burning bridges about the Christmas music industry and pushing my own uh, beloved Christmas podcast, P- not podcast playlist. <laughs> um, I meant to uh, tell you, I have a separate Christmas podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Runs like three weeks of the year. Yeah, yeah. It is, it, I, no one listens to it any other time. <laughs> Or during the time. Yeah, it's just
1: me <laughs> yelling on the street corner.
0: That'd be good. Um, Griffin, I have been listening to The Perfect
1: Chris Mix. <gasps> you have? It's It's got like nine likes on Spotify now. It's it doesn't there. have I exactly think I know nine all. likes on Spotify. <laughs> okay, expose me um, for checking every day. I think I know them all personally. But, hey, that's how we start a movement. And it's what is intraction. your... Do you have feedback for me? Because I did this year... I was like, this needs a bit of balance, so I did add in a few of the classics to yeah. counteract the uh I liked new that wave. choice.
0: By the way, if you hear anything in my background, it is simply because people in my neighborhood are setting off fireworks and loudly honking on account of uh we're recording this shortly after the win, and we'll talk about this in a moment, perhaps. Yeah, uh, yeah, we
1: should get into that, I guess
0: the world cup final but i want to talk about christmas music first i so i think it's a good call to mix in some of the uh classic elements i'm not sure if i like christmas music enough to listen (laughs) to a christmas playlist i feel like i tap out around like five songs
1: that's very fair i'm glad it's not personal about my playlist your negative feedback um you know what? That's very fair. Maybe what you should get, you should make yourself a playlist that has a assortment of Christmas songs, but then mm. it also are just like songs that make you feel nice, like good yeah. songs that have meaning to you. And then you could sprinkle some Christmas in there as well. And that could be your version of a Chris mix. I think that is, it would be a Chris mix. Um, I did oh, also. Yeah, it would be a Christmas.
0: mix. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I saw the playlist, I was like, why is this? Or I think I saw it on the sidebar. And I was like, why is Griffin listening to The Perfect Christ
1: Mix? This was feedback you had for me last year as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs>
1: well, I see you've done nothing to... Uh... No, I, I took... The, it works perfect if it's said aloud. The Perfect I, Christ Mix.
0: I like, I like the title. Can I... I don't want to offer the same suggestion again, now I'm terrified that I will. Lowercase the M.
1: That was not said last year. I'll look into that. I'll, I'll, I'll get a uh, focus group. Um, yeah, I think that could work. All right. Um, but yes, as you hinted to, we're coming to this high energy because we both just witnessed... Low feeling. I think, uh, I think one of the greatest displays of game ever put forward by by human beings. What an incredible World Cup final we are coming off of here.
0: Uh, absolutely. And, of course, I was awake for the whole thing.
1: As you always um, are. Anything that starts at 10 a.m., you are well-established to be awake for.
0: And I watched it, you know, normal style on a big television, not in bed on my phone.
1: <laughs> Maybe with a big group of, like, friends that you were socializing <laughs> yeah. with.
0: Loved ones, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so... The the reason that I did end up watching part of the World Cup final is that I was, I got my phone out when I woke up and I saw, hmm, Griffin hasn't messaged me. We were supposed to record this afternoon after the World Cup. I wonder how the World Cup's going. And then I opened (laughs) an application to check the score and I was like, whoa, I got to jump on this because in dramatic fashion, uh, you know, maybe you can tell me about the first you know, 60 minutes of the game. Oh, you Griffin, missed
1: because... nothing. Like, Argentina scored twice, and they were just completely bossing them. France, I texted my some friends, and I was like, France looks like they're playing with, like, eight men. Like, it was terrible. And then, out of nowhere, they got the penalty that enlivened them, and uh, yeah. Mbappe. I wonder what kind of odds you could have got on an, on an Mbappe hat trick. Probably quite lengthy. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, yeah, it's... I did. I'll say it. I
1: shed a tear. I think I, it's, I was uh, getting a little. I'm. I'm not a big follower of soccer, as the mm-mm. as our beloved listeners know. But I. I got a little emotional thinking about Messi crowning the achievement. Like, it's a really nice thing. I mean, I don't know. It feels less
0: cool when it's like Canada. Like when like the Canadian men's national hockey team won the gold medal I was like like that is a that is like a great moment obviously but like I wasn't like this is a beautiful thing for like the idea of like our common humanity right <laughs> whereas with the world and I guess the World Cup I don't really feel that way as well for uh you know obvious ethical reasons yeah. but there is something beautiful about you know the unity of sport that felt very i think it's because the combination of it being like christmas time as well i think Mm. just made it feel very apropos that the idea of sort of like we're finding common ground we're uniting in love and that you know was a powerful thing
1: i really do agree with you chris not to get too sappy but it is a christmas special after all I do think that sports, even in something as awful as like this specific World Cup and how <laughs> we got here and the horrors of the people who live in Qatar, that what they have to go through and things like that, and of course the workers, in spite of all that, and it's important to remember all that, but like when you watch a game like this and you see all the Argentinian fans and their reaction, it's like that there is something here that's irreplaceable and something that's worth it despite all the, like, there's just, there's, I feel like sports this year with our various athlete scandals and like Hockey Canada, of course, here in our home and native land with a horrific year, um it can get really, it can make you forget about why we all love it so much. And so like something like this, where you just see, the best soccer player of all time who's never been able to win a world cup, finally getting there and his entire nation, just rallying behind him. It sort of reminds you of like, if we really try, like this can be what it's all about. It doesn't have to be about all this other stuff. And I think that's like the main driving force behind this podcast.
0: Absolutely. Griffin. I'm glad you said that. Um, and you know, like obviously Diego Maradona passing away, um, a couple of years ago. I feel like that sort of adds to the emotional weight of it. And just the idea of, like, um, you know, I think the commentator made some reference to the idea of, like, immortality. And just yeah. the idea that, like, really, like, the players on that team are now, like, immortal and so, like, revered. Like, they've, they've become, like, instantly, they become these, like, mythic figures, especially within the country of Argentina, who, like you know Maradona is so revered mm-hmm. and now like Messi is like beside him in that way I think that's a very like a powerful thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um but should we get uh back to Christmas here, Chris?
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to
1: talk sports for so long here on the <laughs> Christmas episode, but I do want well, to Well, holiday. Through... Holiday. Holiday, yes. Our holiday spectacular. Um of course. <laughs> Scary ghost stories, according to It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Mm.
0: Um, why, oh, I was, thinking of, I was thinking of It's a Wonderful Life when you said that. Because there is a kind yeah, of that's a kind ghost. Of, I mean, yeah. What I are angels without God's ghosts?
1: <laughs> I think a Christmas carol is probably what they're referencing in that song. But it is sure. <laughs> weird that a Christmas song references scary ghost stories. Yeah. Um, I but, Do you think, I guess it is scary,
0: do you a, think a Christmas I, would carol? you describe a Christmas Carol as scary? Is my question.
1: I mean, I think it has scary moments. I think the ghost of Christmas yet to come is usually portrayed pretty scarily. Uh, if hey, I was a kid, I love I love
0: her cakes.
1: Scarily, scarily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like the ghost of Christmas yet to come. <laughs> yeah, the the people. It's like the people who are like when they're talking about like. Uh, Messianic figure. They're like, yeah, she. Blah, blah, blah. But my thing is that, that <laughs> you're, like, you're big the on the ghost of Christmas of... <laughs> yet to come. She visited Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyone can be a ghost of Christmas yet to come. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But yes, Chris, it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is the happiest season of all. Uh, so last year we had a great Christmas holiday episode. It is one of our most it is, in fact, our most popular episode ever. Wow. Um, it was our thank last ever in-person episode. Yes, thank you to the fans. Uh, we appreciate you guys. And, of course, featured the famous moment where our file was corrupted. We lost the first half hour of that Christmas oh, episode right. and had to re-record. That's um, probably
0: why it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: that it was hectic energy for sure. Um but yeah it's been a very long year and just before we get in cuz we've got a jam-packed fun episode here for you guys today I just want to I think say on behalf of both both of us thank you to you all for listening in this year whether you're just joining us for the Christmas episode again or whether you've been listening all year long uh it really means a lot to us that you guys tune in and spend an hour with us there are a lot of great podcasts out there and like obviously I'm not going to tell I'm not going to break any news here. We don't have thousands and thousands of listeners, but the fact that there are even those of you who do want to listen to us every week, I know really means a lot to me. And I'm sure Chris is about to say that it really means a lot to them as well.
0: Absolutely, Griffin. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that it's only it's only been a year. Uh, it's been longer. a crazy
1: year it's for the lot. two of us, I think, in particular. Yes, there's been a lot absolutely. of professional growth and accomplishments that we should both be proud of chief absolutely. among them this podcast absolutely um, and i i do feel like we've done a
0: good job with the podcast this year um and i
1: i agree i think it's been a great year
0: and i think that it wouldn't be the same if we weren't if we weren't thinking about our fans if we weren't trying to make the best episode possible almost every week um
1: <laughs> most weeks <laughs>
0: I would say there are weeks where I'm putting it in a little, but I feel like most weeks we try to make a really good episode, and I feel like most of most weeks we succeed. Uh, so I'm very proud of what we've done, Griffin. I think you should be proud as well, and I think that, you know, we do it for the fans, we do it for the listeners, and so if you are a listener, thank you. And if you're not a listener, fuck, no you. need to worry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> My mom is listening, of course, famously. Oh, um, I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. No, 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 don't bleep it. I loved it. Uh, And I felt it. I just didn't say
1: (laughs) it. If you're not listening to this, you're dead to me. Um, Yeah. But you'll never know.
0: You'll never know. Exactly. Griffin, Uh, should we get to our first segment, or did you have more Christmas accoutrements you wanted uh, well, to do? We with? Well, we did
1: just have a couple more intangibles mm-hmm. here, Chris. F- chief among them, there is a new darts prodigy on oh, the yes. scene. Uh, she is, is an 18-year-old sensation uh, competing in the world championship right now, and I'm vamping to get to her name, which is, of I course... I it up as well, oh. and her name is Bo Greaves. Right. Yes. Her nickname of is Bow and Arrow. Exactly. I've, one of the best. Yeah. So, yeah, she's just like this 18-year-old dart prodigy. I don't know how she would handle Phil Taylor one-on-one. But as one of the world's most preeminent darts podcasts, I think we do need to firmly establish ourselves as a Bow Greaves stan account. And, like, chief members of the Bow and Arrow fan club.
0: I think that's absolutely great Griffin. It should be worth saying uh you know she's been playing on the PDC Women's Series but she has already won eight consecutive or maybe more than that but at least eight consecutive PDC Women's Series titles. So you know, they're so not I'll PDC think she was majors. like 10 years old. I don't think it's like the world championship. Oh, I think it is like tournament, tournament championships. Right. Um and so I think that uh You know, she could very well challenge Phil Taylor's PDC major record of, what is it, 14?
1: Uh, That's a great question. I mean, his PDC, (laughs) I think he's 14 world championships and like 72 PDC majors. Something Uh, like that. Yeah, Uh, Yara will will chime in and let us know that we were wrong. And speaking, you know, end of the World Cup, big shout out to Yara, who uh, helped us understand the whole thing, learn which teams were in it and which weren't. So uh, shout out to Yara
0: absolutely um shout out to all of our guests that we had on this year um not gonna bother to look them up now but we appreciate you we thanked most Um, of them
1: in on our birthday episode oh that's
0: true so you know no we've really only
1: had yara on as a guest since then
0: (laughs) yeah i think that's right um but yeah it's it's an interesting thing because you know obviously darts doesn't really seem like something that objectively uh
1: needs would to, need be to be separated gendered
0: yes would need to be gender segregated necessarily um and so i think it's great that people that the she is a trailblazer for women in darts um apparently fallon sherrick was another name that uh came up when i was reading this article who got to the third round of the world championships in 2020 so hopefully we will get to see Beau greaves equal that feat she is already the youngest female world champion and you know in either gender uh the youngest world champion so presumably she has a lot of time uh to
1: put together a run here reeling in the numbers i did i read a quote from her about fallon where like she was being compared to her and she said like don't compare me to her what fallon did for women in darts was amazing i don't want to be compared to her like she's incredible and i just i was like damn Bo, respect uh, so yeah, yeah, big presidents of the Bow and Arrow fan club. Bo, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, we love you. And please keep hitting them trip 20s. As mm-hmm. we in the darts community just say trip 20s. We don't bother with the all.
0: Yeah. Um, I call them TTs. Oh,
1: that's just because you're so ingrained in the darts community.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the more ingrained you get, the shorter your words get.
1: Yep. Yeah, very true. Uh, Bo, if you're out there and you want to come on the show, open invite.
0: Absolutely. Standing invite. Uh, and we will continue, we will, as Emperor Palpatine once said, we will follow your career with great interest. Um, <laughs> anything else on the docket, Griffin?
1: Uh, I think that was all of the intangibles. Last year, great episode. Uh, I gave you, of course, my famous Christmas gifts of Christmas impressions. Right. Um, Oh, and I do think someone just wanted to enter the podcast quickly and wish you a very merry christmas. Now, Chris, hey. Hey, merry christmas. That's oh. right, it's our friend New York Joe. Oh, hi Joe. He had to pop in for the for the Christmas special. <laughs> you know Christmas is a time for family. It's a time to reunite with the ones you love. I just believe- seem so Upset. To see New Joe, York I Joe.
0: can't believe you have deteriorated <laughs> since the time I saw you. I, I haven't
1: been living in New York a lot lately.
0: <laughs> no, Joe. I'm concerned for you. Your voice is slipping even further away from what I would even describe as a caricature of a New York accent.
1: Forget about it. I'm walking okay. here.
0: Yeah, New York. Like New York is
1: the city. Is the Christmas city, Chris? New
0: York Joe, are you a Jets or a Giants fan?
1: We've established this on the podcast. I
0: was wondering.
1: It's the Jets, 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 <laughs> baby. <Z-T's? laughs> I didn't do so good in school.
0: <laughs> oh, dear Joe.
1: Forget about wow. it. I, I forgot about <laughs> Whoa, how to spell forget jets. Forget about it. <laughs> forget oh, well, that's, about it. So thanks for dropping in, New York Thank Joe. Thank you, New York Joe. Uh, Merry yeah, Christmas we'll to see. you. I'm so we'll glad that some later. of our old friends could pop by.
0: And Griffin, you are of course, You see, to be recording. If I may have a little inside baseball, you're not recording in your usual spot. Can other people hear what you're doing right now?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, no, they cannot. Um, I am at a, I'm with my girlfriend right now. I'm at her house. She lives with family. I specifically waited for her family to all leave the house before we recorded this episode. Cause I just, I like New York Joe, he's a bit of a unscrupulous character. He's tough, you know? It's so I, I didn't want to introduce him like my girlfriend's family. They're all very lovely people. And like, I'm sure New York Joe would get along with them fine. But it's just like, Oh, it's a whole thing, you know? You don't really want Joe to meet the parents, if you know what I mean. No, no. New York Joe is not the the guy you bring home to your parents.
0: Even though Robert De Niro, who New York Joe seems to be closely modeled on, uh, (laughs) was in fact the parents himself.
1: That's true. Maybe New York Joe's a big De Niro fan. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) But yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? Nice Christmas surprise. That was awesome. I'm so happy (laughs) that
0: New York Joe came by. Uh, And... There's no other. There are no other visitors, right? No, that that was the only one. The door to the studio is locked. Okay, so we won't be seeing anyone who loves an old building alone or anything like that.
1: <laughs> oh, you you would you like another year's worth of Christmas gifts, Chris? Um, <laughs> um I I mean to... I could dig to the bottom of my credit card debt. And uh, scrape out another gift for you. Of course, last year, I gifted Fly you three out. impressions. <laughs> uh, the necromancer. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yes, I, you know... <laughs> Mer- Merry, Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas, movie house! <laughs> Merry, you're an old maid. There's nothing worse than a single woman who works in the library.
0: Is that thing he says, or is that a sentiment he imparts?
1: That's when they find, like, it, when everyone's life is worse because George wasn't yeah. around, Mary is single at the age of 30 and works in the library. And he's like, right. Mary, you're an old maid. Now, Chris, last year you had never seen this movie. Have you fixed that in the 12 months?
0: I have not, Griffin. However, I did just watch a little film where, uh, oh, what's the character's name? He says it a lot. He, uh, you know, it's a little film with Jimmy Stewart himself. By the way, welcome Jimmy. Welcome to the yeah, channel. yeah, yeah,
1: I can't believe I'm where are my manners? Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on. You know, you're widely considered one of, if not the greatest actor of all time, and you're coming on our little podcast like that's so we we're, 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 we're honored. We're touched. Oh well, hey, it's no no problem. <laughs> he I, th- I
0: feel like I must have made this observation as well last year. He does sound like
1: Jimmy Neutron's teacher. That you did not. I think that, I mean, it's a little <laughs> insulting that you would say that to his face. This is uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance, after all. But I, I, what, I forget if it was him or John Wayne who actually shot Liberty Valance. Right. Um,
0: Jimmy, do you know anyone named Carl is my question.
1: Carl?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was looking for. Miss Fowl, that's her name. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Chris you were going to mention a Jimmy Stewart movie that you did see that I yes, think I'm a I big fan
0: of went into a little location called The Rear Window
1: All right. I think that I, is an excellent film
0: I agree it was an excellent film I agree um, I liked my one review I don't know if you saw this on Letterboxd Griffin but my suggestion was in the film he should have had a big gun as well
1: <laughs> he, I did see crazy? that
0: so then he could sort of influence the, the events a little more <laughs> right. actively. Yeah. Well, I, I sort of
1: feel like that would have undercut the whole central premise of the movie if he was able to actively influence the events. Yeah, um, but
0: imagine at uh, the crucial moment, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I did see that uh, Letterboxd review, Chris. You know, I had post notifications on for you for Letterboxd, but wow. it uh, almost broke my phone because <laughs> I was just getting so many, so I had to turn too many them off. films? Wow. Uh, you're too to avid of a cinephile. Um, but yeah, I think any other guests who you want to see if I can arrange? Last minute, of course, we had Mr. Narwhal and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer show up last year, uh, but we don't need... Like, those are guests who, like, you see it once every couple of years. Speaking of yeah, things you see yeah. once every couple of years, I watched about half of Fred Claus on TV the other night, and I was like, oh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good.
0: (laughs) I've had enough. So are you saying that you watch half of Fred Claus every year, so you only see it every two years, or do you watch (laughs) half every couple of
1: years? I think every couple of years, I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen in a while that I feel like is better than people say Fred Claus. And most year, I watch it all the way through. This year, I watched it like halfway through, and I got to the big dance number to uh, A Little Less Conversation. Mm. And Vince Vaughn is so like this is supposed to be he is like taking over the workshop like they only play Christmas music He takes it over and all the elves go crazy and it's a big dance party And this is not going to translate well to an audio medium, but I'll do it for you He is mm-hmm. in the center try like his character is supposed to be whipping the elves into a frenzy with like a rigorous dance routine And he is in the center <laughs> going like this Vince Vaughn put so little effort into this dance. He's, like, slowly shimmying back and forth. Yeah, you're doing the, the
0: classic, like, 70 shimmy, the thumbs are up, Yeah. sort of tilting to either side.
1: It looks like they <laughs> taught him the dance 20 seconds before the camera <laughs> rolled. They're like, this is good enough, Vince. Um, and I do Shut love Vince Vaughn. It's It's truly just, like... The Vince I think it's more of a Vince Vaughn role than Wedding Crashes. Like he is more Vince Vaughning in Fred Claus. Because I that think Wedding crazy. Crashes is like there's actually a solid movie around him. And
0: uh, I might advise you to revisit the film. Um
1: Is it not? You, well, I know that I, it's like problematic, but Sure.
0: Like, I'm not sure it really uh justifies its problematicness unfair. in the way that say a dirty grandpa does, speaking oh my Robert God. De Niro. Have we not talked about Dirty Grandpa? We
1: have. I know that you're the... you, you like watch it, Dirty Grandpa. It's <laughs> so not, good. I will not watch it's Dirty so Grandpa. It's so funny,
0: Griffin. It's so good. We'll watch it. We are it. We'll watch 30
1: it. minutes into this podcast.
0: Yeah, we're doing fine. Um, <laughs> here's a fun connection for you. Vince Vaughn, he was in the remake of Psycho, originally directed by Alfred Hitchcock, who made Rear Window.
1: There we go. It all ties together. I actually think that remake isn't bad.
0: Um, I agree, Griffin. And I actually I think Vince Vaughn is... Quite good. I agree. And I saw it before I saw the original Psycho. So my opinion might have been colored, but I think it's good.
1: Just like the movie. So
0: (laughs) true. (laughs) Griffin, let's. (laughs) We've sort of exhausted our time for our first segment, but we could quickly run through these. This doesn't have to be a long segment. We have, you know, because, as you said, Christmas is a time for tradition. That it is. We've rekindled a couple of segments. Some might say we reheated them, warmed them over, but I say we rekindled them. Uh, A couple of segments from last year's Christmas special. Well, personally, Chris,
1: pardon me, but I just want to say I think it's a miracle because this segment was only designed to last for one Christmas episode, but I think it will (laughs) last for eight.
0: Yes, it we certainly, along with the story of Hanukkah, it's of kind of a perfect fit us and Hanukkah because that we're sort it. of the uh, the monarchs of extending <laughs> something. <laughs> no, uh, I never mind. I can't I can't speak further on this. Um,
1: but Why don't you leave it to the quarter Jewish guy over here? Sure,
0: we are the masters of extending things beyond what you would normally think would be possible. Um, so, you know, in that way, we are sort of embodying the spirit of Hanukkah with this
1: podcast. You know, I give that analogy my quarter Jewish stamp of approval.
0: Fantastic. I can't wait to scrape together the other three quarters.
1: (laughs) We'll find Um, them out on the street. I might be half Jewish. Who can do the numbers these days? I'll say Not I, certainly. Great. Um... But, Griffin,
0: we are going to return to one of our favorite segments. We are going to hand out some Hanukkah gifts to various sports figures. Um, And so we've each prepared four gifts for a total of eight. Uh, I can't say I know a lot about Hanukkah, but I know that there are gifts. That, that there what are, are, Chris. To it give. is a
1: festival of light celebrating the fact that the Maccabees, when they were under attack, I want to say... Um, <laughs> Bottom line, the Maccabees needed to <laughs> light a lamp for eight nights, and but they only had enough oil left for one night, and then there was a miracle, and it burned for eight nights. There you have it. That's why you eat foods fried in oil, like latkes. That's why you mm. burn. That's why you celebrate for eight nights. Um, and speaking of which, eight nights, we're going to give out eight presents, just like we did last year, to various members of the sporting world. Who we think need presents and Chris I have our eight Hanukkah gifts from last year and mm. uh, I gave yeah, we should a
0: review and see yeah how they used these gifts because I yeah. think one in particular did get used but maybe was not yeah. used wisely no yeah
1: so that was the first one I gifted a <laughs> gift card to the quarterback store to the Denver Broncos I even suggested that they use it on Russell Wilson And I just got to say to the good people of Denver, the Midwest out there, who we do love at Christmas time, especially, but all of the year, our Midwest audience, uh, I'm so sorry for that advice. Uh, I hope I, I wish that you had not accepted my gift card to the quarterback store.
0: Yeah, you know, the quarterback store, much like, you know, when you get a gift card, I think you tend to be a little more frivolous with your spending you might get something that you wouldn't otherwise get with your own money because, you know, it's on the gift card. I'm not spending my own own money. I'm going to get this thing. They got Russell Wilson. They got Russell Wilson's giant contract extension. (laughs) You know, it seems like a nice flashy gift at the time. They splurged. They did splurge. And honestly, I think that they might have uh, had to use some of their own money in there as well. And I think they might be
1: regretting that purchase a little now yeah yeah the gift card did not cover all of their costs uh next you gave high heels to kem birch and precious achua in the hopes of them becoming seven footers uh they did not accept i believe they're both still 6.9 6.10 range and the raptors are in desperate need of a rim protector so a well-meaning gift that was not taken
0: yeah i mean i think you could make the case that especially given their current places in the rotation that Christian Coloco is kind of Kem Birch in high heels um, in terms of his size and, you know, his relative dexterity on the court uh, as compared to Kem Birch. Kem Birch has just really just fallen out of the rotation. A very, very disappointing signing
1: uh, yeah.
0: for the Raptors last year. Uh, Precious Achua, obviously, since the time that I gifted him his high heels, maybe he just wears them around the house and that sort of gives him a little more, uh, you know, pep in his step. Yeah. Uh, hasn't translated this year as much, but certainly since the time that I gifted him that, he had a terrific rest of the season. So, yeah, maybe, I think uh, there's a
1: connection in there. Maybe he needs another present. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a, nice a scarf teaser or something. It's uh, not a teaser, I'm sorry to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I gave Austin Matthews a whistle because he wasn't getting enough penalties called when he was being hacked and slashed and stuff. I did not check to see the rates of penalties called against Austin Matthews before and after I gave that gift so I'm going to assume they went up Uh, you gave the Detroit Lions a center Um, the Lions are playing better this year than they did last year I'm going to assume that improved center play was a part of it Uh, (laughs) I gave (laughs) it's gotta be I gave Luka Doncic a plane ticket to get the hell out of Dallas Texas he has not accepted and is in more dire of a situation than ever please for the love of God my man You're has a usage fine. rate of, like, 105 possessions per 100 possessions. I think um, he's happy. I think he would rather have that. I think he's miserable. Um, and I'm praying Dallas to get this poor man some help. Um, you gifted. I think, I think
0: they'll turn the corner.
1: All right. I, I, I hope so. I hope so. You gifted Nanobots to Shohei Otani. Uh, he, I think... Okay. You you did that under the... Like, for the main Hospices. purpose of staying healthy. But I think he used it to just become an even better player than he was last year. Like, he's a, he was better a better pitcher this hoped. year. Yeah, so, excellent gift. Uh, I gifted time travel to the Los Angeles Lakers. The ability to try time travel so that they could undo the Russell Westbrook Westbrook trade. And, you know, Chris, did they need to? Let's revisit the Russell Westbrook trade. He's playing well for them off the bench. Yeah, they're the 12th seed. (laughs) He's playing well off the bench, though. That's all I'm going to say. And Anthony Davis is out for a month. We just found it. Yes, we Um, did.
0: It's Um, unfortunate
1: because him and LeBron are both playing well. I think they should still undo that. They should still accept that gift. And the last one, you gifted a fast-forward ability, sort of the opposite of mine, to the Mm -hmm. Detroit Pistons so that they could accelerate their core to the future. Uh, and Cade Cunningham is three <laughs> year. You fast-forwarded too hard. He didn't have time went, to develop.
0: I turned him into an old man. Uh, <laughs> it's like in uh, Space Jam 2. Exactly, a new legacy. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I still think the Pistons would love to use a fast-forward button. Um, maybe to next year, when maybe they'll have Victor Wenbinyama oh and God. healthy Cade Cunningham and a full complement play They... They do have a lot of centers now, especially if they do get Victor, Wimbanyaman, I will say. Um, so that might be an issue for them. But I think in general, if you offered them to skip ahead a year, I think they would gladly take that still. So I'm just going to, I'm going to regift that. That's not really how re-gifting works, but they can have it again.
1: You know, that's beautiful, Chris. That's very much in the spirit of Hanukkah, I think. And speaking of which, we've got eight new gifts to give out this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I'm glad we
0: saved some time by reviewing everything from the last episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing but the essentials here on High Floor, Low Ceiling. Um, I'm going to go first, Chris, and this is actually, I feel so bad, I'm giving a gift receipt to the Denver Broncos for their (laughs) gift card to the quarterback store. Uh, Broncos, that's on me. I encourage you to get Russell Westbrook, the return. It's It's on my wallet. Russell Wilson. Well, What's the difference, honestly? Um, that
0: would be an interesting trade.
1: <laughs> Russell Westbrook for Russell Wilson. I feel like yeah. Russell Westbrook could be a decent running back in the NFL. Yeah, that's
0: what I was and, thinking. I as mean, well. we know
1: anyone can play quarterback, as, as well established <laughs> yeah. on the show this year.
0: 500 drives, and Russell Westbrook's getting a touchdown.
1: No question. Uh, so, honestly, I think I'd have a better chance of it as Russell, Westbrook. based on how he shoots threes versus I so shoot threes. True. And if we can translate that to passing, um, yeah. So that is my f-
0: poor passer, Russell. I mean.
1: <laughs> it's just a different motion in football. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is my first uh, Hanukkah gift. Not my first Hanukkah grift. Um, no, not Chris, be Your last. <laughs> are you giving out a Hanukkah gift this year? I am. Yes. That is oh the, no way!
0: <laughs> that is the concept of the segment. Yes, you are brilliant on it, um, Griffin. I'm going to start simple i'm going to give the miami heat some crutches that's just what i'm doing they are far too injured right now um you know they are perhaps coming a little to the end of their championship window i'd love to see them put together one more quality year while they still have it in them uh tyler hero obviously playing very well for them uh the last few games with all the injuries that they've been sustaining Babe Adebayo, we know, is a terrific player. Jimmy Butler has had a good season. We talked about them a little bit um, and whether they should be thinking about tanking. Mm. But I think that if they can get all of their players healthy, they can put together a nice little run. They are still the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. You know, bump that up to a four seed, get them a favorable matchup in the first couple rounds. And I think they can be conference finalists, quite frankly. Wow. Wow. If they get if they get their act together, they need to be healthy.
1: But are they beating Boston or Milwaukee to become a conference finalist? (laughs) Pick one. Name one.
0: Uh, Milwaukee. Oh my god! Bam Adebayo is going to shut down Brook Lopez, and Um, that's
1: as we all know is the key to stopping the Milwaukee Bucks. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's a great Uh, gift, Chris. It's very generous of you to supply an NBA franchise with crutches. It's very in the spirit of Hanukkah. Uh, I'm going to go next and in the spirit of what we just witnessed today, I am gifting a like little runner-up trophy that you would get at like a little trophy store to Cristiano Ronaldo for officially <laughs> being the second best soccer player of his generation. Uh, congratulations Cristiano well, you know I know you wanted to be number one. you're very clearly not uh, but hey, second place is nothing to be ashamed of. Enjoy your $250 million a year contract.
0: It is crazy how sharply, at like basically in the last like four weeks, their legacies have like shot off in opposite directions. Well, yeah, because we saw Ronaldo
1: Ronaldo looking like poor for Portugal while Messi continued to lead Argentina.
0: Ronaldo was benched. Messi winning the World Cup and then Ronaldo. The interview with Man United, where he sort of came off as uh, as quite a diva. Uh, and then the poor play for Portugal. Poor, poor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it really just... It it sealed the debate in a way that feels somewhat insurmountable. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I would say so. You know, apparently... Well, actually, I'll talk about this right now, since we're talking about the World Cup. Uh, did you see this, Griffin, that Lino Messi... After winning, walked back his uh, retirement from the Argentinian national team.
1: Yeah, I did see that. I feel like that's in the moment you're riding a high. You're like, I can do this forever. I think he should play like one more like international, make your last Argentinian game in Argentina, play some friendly against Brazil or something, and then shut down. I th- I feel like he will walk back his walk back.
0: I think so as well, Griffin, and that is precisely why I have gifted Lino Messi. <laughs> a recliner that is masterful
1: what you just did on this podcast was masterful
0: (laughs) he does not need to do any more he has gone out in the best possible way you know celebrate yourself be proud of yourself take a load off sit down lean back you're all good you're good you've cemented uh you've done everything you need
1: to Good for you, Chris. That's a great gift. It should be said. We did not coordinate these gifts. Um, true. In case that wasn't incredibly obvious already. <laughs> Nothing on this podcast is coordinated. Um, and yeah, you know, I love it. I think in the spirit of athletes sort of uh, reaching the end of their career, Messi is one who I think has now sort of achieved his legacy and people are okay with saying goodbye to But there was one out there that I'm not. So I'm gifting anti-aging formula to Sue Bird, the WNBA's all-time assist leader. uh, One of the greatest basketball players of all time. One of the greatest point guards of all time who, of course, announced her retirement this year at the end of the WNBA season. I'm not ready to see Sue go. I love her game. She's so entertaining to watch. She's like she's not super flashy, but she just gets the job done. One of my favorite types of point guards. And so, yeah, the anti-aging formula, it's not like a skin care thing. That's not what I'm talking about here. Uh, I'm talking about something much more deeply scientific that will truly reverse Bryant? the aging process.
0: Like a blood spinning operation. Yeah, like yeah he had something
1: LeBron the... would spend like $18 million to develop. Exactly. Um, and yeah, Sue Bird's going to be the recipient of that, uh, so that she can play and entertain us and dazzle us for years yet to come.
0: Yeah, I mean Griffin, a four-time champion, a thirteen-time All Star. I feel like she has to be in that uh, that goat conversation. Absolutely. And we'd love to see her. You know, we we saw obviously not quite as old, but we saw Candace Parker sort of get her uh, her insurance ring. Yeah, uh, with the sky last year. Yep. So why can't Sue Bird uh, join the Connecticut Sun?
1: Yeah, and I'm sure Megan would understand. Or the New York Liberty. Ooh, she'd be. I'd like her Liberty? alongside Sabrina on the Liberty. as the two guard. That would be that would be a fun pairing. And Megan Megan gets it. She's a competitor. She knows that it's not sure. easy to retire. Um, is she retired? I think Megan? she retired as well. That is a great question and i of course
0: know the answer and nope she is the captain of the ol reign
1: oh okay well i will be cheering against her when the world cup starts in a couple months sure because she is going to unfortunately lose to canada um but in the meantime she won't have anyone at home to comfort her because sue Bird will be playing in the wmba <laughs> thanks to my anti-aging gift
0: absolutely uh, <laughs> Nana na, na, boo boo, <laughs> Griffin. I am going to give a little gift, and it goes like this. I am going to give. We've talked about the freezer, where
1: the famous you know, high put, floor, low ceiling freezer.
0: The high floor, low ceiling freezer. We put teams where we don't want to talk about, and a lot of times we've given we've put them in the freezer until the playoffs because it's a team where. We don't want to talk about you in the regular season. We'll talk about you when the playoffs come. We want to see you perform in the playoffs. This is a team I want to see perform in the playoffs, not a team that deserves the freezer, but a team I want to continue to perform well. So I am gifting a cooler to the Philadelphia Eagles because I want to see them because, you know, we see teams, especially teams that, you know, they come out really hot. A lot of times they don't stay hot the rest of the season and into the playoffs. They tend to taper off a little bit. I feel like, you know, a 12 and 1 team, uh, or I don't know if they won or lost today. I'll I to think they that just
1: played the Bears. I'm going to assume they beat the Bears.
0: Let's find out, Griffin. We can find out live on high floor, low ceiling. They did defeat the Bears 25 20. I believe that makes them 13-1 and one now.
1: Yes, it does. Those That's great news for me like... because that really helps in my fantasy football playoff matchup against Clem McConnell, who we will get mm. into later on this podcast. Oh, we
0: will. Uh, I feel like you know a 13-1 team is a classic lose in the AFC or NFC championship games. Do you know what it I mean? It really
1: is. It absolutely is. They have peaked too early, Chris. I share your concern, um, and... I think that a cooler is a great gift for them. Lose it, you got to learn how to lose.
0: Yeah, so they're just they're just gonna continue. They're gonna stay preserved at their current level, and they're gonna you know once the once the playoffs come, we can let them out of the cooler, heat them up in the microwave, and they'll be good to go.
1: Perfect, perfect. And I I would love to see the Eagles do well. I'm not a I I feel like a lot of people have beef with Philly sports. I don't love the Flyers or the Sixers, but the Eagles and the Phillies I'm chill with. I like the Eagles' helmets a lot. Great helmets,
0: absolutely. Great color. Love that dark green.
1: Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right, Chris. I've got one last Hanukkah gift to give out, and that gift is a sense of humor to the Phoenix Suns. Lighten up, (laughs) Phoenix Suns. You guys are so (laughs) serious, Chris. Paul, oh, no, 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 no. that's my Chris Paul impression. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Booker, Devin, 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 Devin Booker, Devin 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 Devin. DeAndre Ayton seems cool. Um, yeah, Cameron he's...
0: Payne. Hey guys.
1: Oh, I hate Cameron Payne. <laughs> Whoa, I think we've had this discussion before.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, there's I just, only so long you can go hating Cameron Payne before it comes out. Yeah, it
1: bubbles to the surface. <laughs> you um, hate Cameron Payne? I really do. I hate Cameron Payne. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know why. He never did anything in particular, but every time I look at him, I'm like, oh. He, I'm not going to yeah. talk about anyone's physical appearance. Um, sure.
0: Uh, Jock Landale. Hi, guys.
1: <laughs> That's. You want to go through the whole Suns roster here?
0: Yeah. I've, I'm averaging 3.7
1: rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's great, pretty Jock. good. That's great, Jock. Thanks for coming by the episode. Too. We've got hey, the whole. Happy
0: Christmas. That's what we say. <laughs> I went to Geelong Grammar School in Corio, Australia. Wow, Jock! Really the Geelong us your whole... Cats. I'm cheering for them. Uh, in oh the yeah, that's Austrian your favorite football. AFL team. I <laughs> we, we,
1: we should didn't. revisit that sometime. We,
0: yeah, we really didn't go
1: back to any of our sports. We should. Um... But yeah, Phoenix Suns lighten the hell up. So what? <laughs> Zion agree. did a cool dunk at home. This sort of is tied in, but not really, to the fact that every single clean hit in the NHL, now if it's a big hit, results in a fight. It's like, oh my god, people, we're playing the game. Not everything has to be so serious. Not everything needs to be an us-against-the-world mentality. Phoenix, you're fine. You're one of the best teams in the NBA. Enjoy it. Like, you've got an amazing coach. You've got one of the best players of all time leading your team. You've got an elite scorer in Devin Booker. Have some fun. Yeah, you lost, and the team that you eliminated in the playoffs last year wanted to rub it in a bit. Guess what? Get better. Don't lose, and he won't dunk on you like that.
0: That's the thing. You should have won the game.
1: Yeah, should have won the game. Uh, and then while you're having fun, you'll win more games.
0: Absolutely. I'm with you 100%, Griffin. I love it. Um, I have one more gift to give, and mine is also a basketball gift. Ooh. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'll, I'll, I'll float the I'll float the gift to you first. I'm giving a reset button to Leon Rose. Now the t- timing isn't great because the New York Knicks have been playing well of late. They are on I think a six game win streak. Uh, you know they're sixteen and thirteen. They're sort of in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference right now, but our... Do you think that if given the opportunity, if Leon Rose was presented with this button, much like in the film The Box, do you think, and I said, if you press this button, Leon, we will all of your contracts will be voided for the whole team? You'll just have a blank roster. You'll have a blank roster and a blank cap sheet. Does he press the button?
1: Hmm. You know, it's a good question. I don't think he does. I think he likes the Knicks. I think he likes the Jalen Brunson contract. Uh, I think he's happy. Does that undercut your gift? (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's a little. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. But,
0: you know, like, they can't be much better than they are now.
1: True. That's true. They Um... have
0: huge contracts for Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett, who are, like, third or fourth guys on a good team.
1: Yeah, yeah. So maybe he does. Maybe you're right. But I don't know. Would how many NBA executives do you think are like that? Clear. Well, there's a question of
0: job security as well. But what if? Yeah. So what if it's that the the reset button also comes with a contract extension? So okay. You have now, now you're hammering so you it. Have, now you're hammering it. You're keeping you. You are guaranteed to keep your job for at least five years. How about that?
1: Oh, you are. You're smashing that button. Wow. I think yeah and okay. then yeah and then you know like part of the thing with rebuilds is like am I going to be around to see the fruits of my labor right so if you've got that five-year extension like you can do it properly and know like I can execute my proper vision so yeah you know Chris it's a thoughtful gift for sure uh it's a very you sort of and gave a him of a, a crisis of conscience yeah for kind of a
0: double-edged sword that I handed to him but
1: um but you know what maybe he will press it maybe he will
0: Okay. Well, uh just I'll leave this on the desk, Leon, and you can make your <laughs> I'm, decision.
1: I'm just gonna walk out of the room. I'm no one has play. to know what happens next.
0: I don't know what's gonna happen. And I, I won't tell anyone. Um, but that will do it for our Hanukkah Gifts, Griffin. Uh, surely we must not be doing great on time. But we are, we are, not. are going we are gonna But the Christmas break, episodes
1: are always long.
0: And we are going to come back with everyone's favorite Christmas spectacular segment not a, a a beloved old Coulson segment we're going to write a little film griffin oh When my high floor goodness. low ceiling returns and welcome back to the high floor low ceiling christmas spectacular griffin the time has come have you put do you think we're putting too much undue pressure on ourselves
1: no i don't think so um I think that there is naturally pressure when you write a smash hit. Uh, are we writing a sequel or are we expanding? Did we ever settle on that?
0: This is this is the big thing. So we we were two for two so far with Christmas screenplays. Uh, of course, at Halloween we wrote Dagger, right? Uh, the basketball arena slasher film. And last year, Griffin, we wrote Switch Upon a Star.
1: We I did also can't... write a rom com. As well. Oh, we
0: did.
1: That's right. Do you remember the title? Uh, that was One on One, I think.
0: Ah, that's good. Good job, us. <laughs> um, yeah, we're good at this. Can you, since you did just listen to the episode of Griffin, can you remind me quickly what the plot of Switch Upon a Star
1: was? So we have a basketball player and his son, who sort of, they love each other and it's a good relationship. But the son doesn't really understand why the basketball player always has to work on Christmas. Basketball players maybe lost a bit of the magic of Christmas. And so there is a freaky Friday situation in which case the two get switched and the father and the son's body relearns the meaning of Christmas and the son and the father's body learns what it's like to be a professional basketball player and the pressures that come with that.
0: Absolutely. Um, So that was a great film. It was. Everyone loved it. Um, You know, Isaac O'Neill, over at Bench Connection, just gave it a shout-out the other day. Yes. uh, Saying that it should be written up as a real screenplay, which I think uh, we should think about pursuing. I think we should, too. But now we have to come back here. So are we doing a sequel or a new film is the question. Now, it should be mentioned up top. We have thrown a little wrench into the works here. I've asked Clem McConnell... Oh, no. Um what did clem do he sent so what i asked clem to do was to write down a few things for us i believe i asked him for an actor a location and then a scene idea so i I gave him like a list of like screenwriting prompts and asked him to pick one so he he wrote down those three things and we now have to include those in our screenplay Now what Clem has done, which happens all the time, I asked him to send because I didn't want us to see it. I wanted us to open it live on the episode. I asked him to send it to us in a Google doc. And I'm sure you can guess what happened, Griffin. Has he not given you? We do not have access (laughs) to the Google doc.
1: So I, what I'm hearing is that we need to call Clem and see if he will answer and give us access to the Google doc. I believe that's correct, Griffin. I'm almost certain that Clem is working right
0: now, which means he is at home and at his computer.
1: He is currently active on Facebook. I'm going to video call him on Facebook.
0: Oh, he just saw my message.
1: Well, welcome back to High Fluency. Like (laughs) I pray
0: that none of that was included due to the audio quality that no (laughs) doubt uh, was created on the podcast. But we've gotten in contact with Clem McConnell The first thing is, Griffin, it's crazy that you said, without me, because Clem and I, during work yesterday, were talking about the Eminem song, Without Me. Um,
1: Oh, I thought when you said that was crazy, like, for those, you guys did not hear the call, we assume, uh, so Clem, Chris told Clem that Chris will see Clem soon. And I said, without me, of course. To which Chris said, that's crazy that you would say that. To which I took as, oh, like, they don't want me to think that they would hang out without me. Um, That's crazy that Chris, (laughs) like, Chris is like, that's crazy. We would never want to hang out without you. But no, you were talking about an (laughs) Eminem song.
0: That's crazy (laughs) that you said the title of an Eminem song. Um. And no, well, we do work together, so we do... I
1: work know. at the same company.
0: <laughs> yeah, the same company. I don't talk to the accounting department very much. Uh, and I don't talk to the plays of the week people either. Because um, of the month. Whatever. So it. It's my lecture. <laughs> okay. So Clem has provided us with uh, an actor, a location, and a scene here, Griffin. Um... Do you, I think you should make the call right now before I tell you what we have here. Uh, is it a sequel or is it a new film?
1: Oh, those are the two options. Yeah,
0: don't you I think? thought
1: an, an option was adding to Switch Upon a Star. Oh, I
0: see. Well,
1: three options then. Oh, and just like building this movie five minutes at a time every year. Um, oh, Sure. Oh, man, that's a good question. That's a lot of pressure on me as a co-executive producer of uh, High Floor, Low Ceiling.
0: I'm sure whatever we do will be great.
1: Yeah, uh, this is all also getting cut out. <laughs> uh, let's go. Why don't we go with growing Switch Upon a Star?
0: Okay, so we are adding three elements to Switch Upon a Star. I'll start with this one. It seems very easy. A character says, I love you, without using the words, I love you
1: it's got to be Merry Christmas, right? <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. Like um, you, They're just like
1: the dad and the son, after they've been switched back, they give each other a hug and the son, the dad looks at the son because the dad has learned the meaning of Christmas and he says, Merry Christmas, son. And that is, I love you. I mean, I'm more than open to suggestions, but that is what jumped to no, my head.
0: I mean, that's, I think that's, like I said, I think it's pretty easy. I think that you got to have that scene in there. Here's a question for you. I feel like there needs to be a gift uh, Mm. at the end to be like, I got you this gift. Maybe that's the son, like that's the dad as the son's role is like to show that he now understands or that rather, I guess the son as the dad should get the dad as the son, a gift to show like, I understand now. You have a hard job. It's not easy for you to be away from me on Christmas.
1: Yeah. And so I've I do you think that gift. children getting their parents gifts on Christmas, like <laughs> if you can true. do that right, is like a, a good tearjerker. Like that right. could be very touching.
0: Maybe something like, I think it has to be something like for them to communicate with each other.
1: Yeah. You want to go, we could go full Santa Claus with a magic snow globe. Um, sure. Or... <laughs> or Hmm. Or what if like,
0: there's something like walkie-talkies? Maybe maybe the kid, before the Switch, the kid gets the dad walkie-talkies to be like, we can talk to each other. And then the walkie-talkies play some role during a crucial like madcap
1: chase. I like that. Um, and then, of course, when the dad is away, maybe... The kid will play. <laughs> um Does the should dad should be
0: the last episode of the show
1: <laughs> of high floor, low ceiling? Yeah, you think we're we, peaking?
0: We hit our limit. I think we're troughing.
1: Oh no! Yeah, what if what if the kid gets the dad like a frequent flyer, like plane tickets that mm. he can come home whenever he wants?
0: That's um, good. Yeah, maybe like he the dad the son as the dad. It's gets very confusing. Right? Words, yes. Know, the
1: son in the dad's body,
0: the son in the dad's body, does something, and it's like he like helps out the president of the of an airline.
1: Ooh, in yeah. some
0: way, like
1: and he, shows up at the airline's Christmas party or something.
0: Yeah, maybe he maybe he uh, gets his flight delayed or something, and he's like, I want to speak to the manager's manager's manager, and <laughs> somehow he ends up in a meeting with the with the president, and then he like. You know, the president thinks, like, oh, this is a VIP client that I have to please. But what then the son in the dad's body gives this, like, very impassioned, you know, plea to be like, I just want to be with my family. Yeah, I'm just trying to like, get
1: home for Christmas.
0: And it tugs on the president's heartstrings. And so the president gives him this unlimited flying card.
1: That's perfect. I love that. Uh, okay, great. So we've got our scene in there and a couple other scenes.
0: Yeah, um. Um, now here's where the location you just heard, Clem, uh, when he was on the phone with us, gave a very detailed explanation as to why he chose this location, but he chose a-, a location in Death Valley, he says the Dark Skies Preserve, which I do not think is the name of it, but there is something called the Dark Sky Festival that, at, at Death Valley National Park, which is based around like, the skies are very clear, and it's I mean, an amazing place for stargazing. Is the idea? Yeah, um, I think based skies, on what
1: Clem, 48. Clem told us, a dark skies prever- preserve maybe like an area where like building is limited as such to like right. reduce light pollution. Right. It does sound like it would be an incredible place to go. And of course, my first thought for a night a night sky at Christmas time. Are we incorporating Santa Claus into it's- this movie? Last year, Santa Claus did not play a role. When in in the initial writing stages, Santa Claus did not come up. But given that Clem has given us this location, that seems like the obvious thing. But then I think that merits a drastic rewrite.
0: So you know, obviously but but Griffin, hold on a moment. Oh. This is switch upon a star. Switch Oh my god. How did we how did I overlook that? So this is I, I think the idea is like This is where like wishes are most powerful. I think that that, there's no
1: light pollution. You can see the stars the clearest.
0: And it's also like, you know, you're away from civilization. You're away from all the distractions that the dad has to be dealing with that keep him from, you know, spending time with his kid and connecting. Yeah. And so they have to go back to the dark skies and, you know, see the stars and they, they have to wish with all their might to be returned the way they are, forever changed.
1: Yeah, and I we established that the dad plays for the Knicks, that they live in New York, but I'm sure that the child of an NBA star attends a very swanky private school, so maybe it's like a field trip to Death Valley for like, this, like a science trip to see the darkest skies in the 48th hemisphere, what'd you call it? <laughs> the lower 48 states. In the lower 48 states. Uh, does the lower 48 states... Not include Hawaii? Because if you look at the map, that's one of the lowest 48
0: states. Um, I'm not sure where Hawaii stands on the map. Uh, I usually see it in the bottom left corner right next to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but yeah, okay. It, I think you know, that. The
0: contiguous United States so is
1: popularly in there. Right. I think that is a perfect location for our central wish. That is where the movie kicks off. Yeah, maybe. And they can be on the road against the other Phoenix kids. Suns. Yeah, maybe some other kids have. Like their parents have come on the trip, like it, but it's supposed to be like sort of a parent-child field trip. Mm. But his dad wasn't able to go, and so he sees all these mm. other kids spending time with their parents, and he's with like I don't know, like a a teacher or like maybe like a nanny went instead. Um, I like that a lot, Chris. And we have one last person or one last thing to incorporate here.
0: Yes, <laughs> I I like the specifications here by Clem. Clem adds a foreign actor to appear in the film, modern day Macaulay Culkin. Modern? So not the famous Christmas movie child Macaulay Culkin, but the present day forty plus year old Macaulay Culkin.
1: For, yeah okay, so Macaulay Culkin, I think we can all agree, is uh I think I think he's better he doesn't do a ton of acting. So I don't no, think we should drop days. him into a central role. No. Could he be... Could he be the airline president that we have just written in?
0: Okay. Or, if I may pitch an alt... Please do. I think he would be really good in, like, a one-scene performance as he's the first... He's, like, the the airline guy. He's at the counter.
1: Oh, okay. He's the front And there's the a funny line.
0: conversation... He's like, i got to get on this plane. He's
1: like, ah, ah, I've ah. got to get home to my kid for Christmas. And he's like, oh, really? Never yeah. heard he's of like, anything like that and before. And he's like, is
0: the kid home alone? And yeah. he's
1: like, no, he's with his mom.
0: He's like, well, that, I don't care That is
1: fine. Trust me. Yeah. Kids have been through worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Clem that's gave a great us a Christmas real cameo. gift there. And he'd
0: be funny in that scene. That's a good role for him. He would. How
1: much do you think that's going to cost us?
0: probably less than we think
1: <laughs> yeah you know i think he'd do it because he loves our script
0: yeah absolutely although he didn't appear in the home alone home sweet home alone a well, great I film, As i don't know if i had to year. guess he probably didn't love
1: that script <laughs> you're the only well, person alive who liked that recognizing movie. recognizing good comedy you're the only person i've ever heard of who liked that movie
0: that's probably a you problem in terms of who you're <laughs> okay, hanging out with, with and the right what circle. their taste in movies is. <laughs> but, uh, but Griffin, I think that we have found a ton of success here. We've added this whole subplot with the airline. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the airline president will maybe he'll realize like, oh, what about my son? And maybe his son also goes to the private school because he's rich as well. This is fantastic, Griffin. It's opened up a whole new avenue that we never knew was there. I do think that we should get started on this asap. Uh, I think in so. Time for we next could get Christmas,
1: this, yeah, ready for Christmas twenty twenty
0: three, and it'll be on the Patreon uh, in twenty twenty three. We'll do a table read <laughs> and also the Hallmark Channel. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> please, uh, Great American Family Channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Um, but I think that. We'll have to do it for today, Griffin. Uh, and
1: that does I've, it for High Floor Low Ceiling in 2022.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a little break, a uh, couple of weeks off for the vacation.
1: Did uh, you prepare could a holiday. montage of all of our best moments from 2022 <laughs> As to play
0: here? We go, well. <laughs> uh, I did not, but, you know, so many memories, Griffin. Uh, you know, we reeled, we faked, we freezered, we had a mega draft
1: we yep. we had tons of great guests we talked super bowls and nba finals and world series mm-hmm. it really was a great year chris i can't think of anyone who would make this more fun than you do um i i as we said we do it for the fans but i do it because i love doing it with you as well
0: thank you griffin i love you too
1: uh, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> but you know what since the people I love you I love you too too um. ah the Desmond uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening to Perfect High Floor ending.
0: Low Ceiling this week and this year uh, you know remember to rate and review subscribe it's Christmas you can give us five stars it's Christmas
1: Is us... <laughs> that Jimmy Stewart no that was just me
0: okay um, Jimmy left. You know, get us on your Spotify wrapped next year. I guess this won't count towards your stats, but keep listening in the new year to get us on your Spotify wrapped. Um, Follow us at HFLC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Listen to Got the Runs. Listen to and watch the OUA Basketball Show. Yes, yes. Uh, Just some great content being churned out by all comers. Uh, And I think unless you have anything else to add griffin that that is is the end of our year
1: yeah Uh, yeah i hope you guys have a very happy and healthy holiday season mm -hmm. uh and a very happy new year we will talk to you in 2023 many times um and i'm looking forward to it already
0: absolutely and i have a proposal right now griffin oh we should call it the jordan year 23.
1: 23 all right i'm
0: in all right Well, we'll see you in the Jordan year. (laughs) And until next time, please keep your floors high.